Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on Voice America, America's Voice. And today we are talking about our quality of life when we reach 80, 90, or even 100. More than ever, it's really our decision. With proper choices for exercise, diet, sleep, and stress, your body can easily enter into a state of positive energetic health, no matter what your age is. Granted, there are no guarantees, but we want to give it our best shot. And so how you age and how active you are and how long you maintain your independence are mostly up to you. And today we have an expert who's going to share everything with us about this. Author Elizabeth Finney, who is the author of the brand new book, Thrive to 95 and Beyond, Taking Control of Your Aging Journey. Elizabeth Finney specializes in inspiring women to recognize the control they have over their aging and how to better understand the mind-body partnership that we all have. She created Bod Spear Meditative Strength Training for Fitness After 45, and she has been an ACE, which is American Council on Exercise, certified personal trainer since 2000. Elizabeth holds specialty certifications with ACE for fitness nutrition, older adult fitness, and weight management. She is a longstanding associate member of the American College of Sports Medicine. Her book, Thrive to 95 and Beyond, Taking Control of Your Aging Journey, was released in August of 2023 and is filled with tips and techniques on how to take control of aging. Welcome, Elizabeth. Hi, Patricia. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's really great. And I want to say, full disclosure, I have known Elizabeth a long time, and this is the woman who really walks her talk. She lives this every day, and it's just wonderful the work you're doing. So thank you. Thank you. All right. So you talked about a mind-body partnership. What is that and why is it important? Well, the mind-body partnership is important uh, because we need to recognize the ongoing communication that's happening between our body and our brain. Our body has certain ways of connecting with us and, and communicating with us when we're aging, and it's typically through aches and pains. And um, oftentimes we just don't pay attention to that. You know, we might get an ache and we'll go, oh, and push the whole idea aside and move on. And then it might, you know, talk a little bit louder and the pain might get a little bit more intense. And so we just, the smart thing is to do is to recognize the pain when it happens and do something about it right away. So we need to respect the communication that's going on from our body and interpret it appropriately with our mind. Uh, One perfect example is um, if you go out to dinner and you eat something that doesn't agree with you, let's say you go out and you have pizza and your body gives you indigestion after that. So you might take something to relieve that, like a Rolaids or a Tums or something, as opposed to listening to what your body is telling you, which is, please don't eat pizza. This really upsets my stomach. But no, we go ahead and we eat pizza again and again. So what happens is your body gets irritated by that and it tries to tell you, but it's up to you to listen. 
So that's, it's really, it's, it's really respecting the body's communications and understanding how to li- listen to it and recognize it's, it is the vessel for your mind, right? <laughs> so it's trying to talk to you and it's up to you to figure out what it's trying to say. Right. And sometimes that's tricky and sometimes yeah. Yeah. come and go, right? I right. mean, right. and so I've had that where something will bother me for a week and then I take care of it and it's okay. And then something else bothers me. And then six months later, so it can go back and forth too, but as you're saying, pay attention and try to get to the cause is what you're and saying. And staying in tune, just staying in tune and, and respecting, you know, what so, whatever the communication is. So let me ask you the question that I'm sort of the elephant in the room question. I mean, we all know when you write chapters in your book about this, exercise, motivation, breathing, flexibility, eating well, we all know we hear it every day. So why is it so hard for people to change their behavior and get into a workout routine or change their diet or their habits? There is, it's very, because change is very hard and change is in our heads, right? So whenever we want to make change, we might make a schedule. We might go, okay, January 1st, I'm going to start this diet and you buy all the right food. And then as the days go by, the desire dissipates. It's hard. It's hard. And changing behavior is hard. But I have a, a little program or exercise, I should say, that I do with my clients, whereby you go from your head, which is where all your behavior changes from, and it goes into your heart. And you become inspired to change. And when you become inspired to change, then it becomes emotional. And behavior change is much easier when our emotions and our heart gets involved. So that's how do you really- do that? How do you how do you get it from the head to the heart? Well, it can events can happen um, in your life that might inspire you to do that. Um, you know, your best friend might die of a heart attack and you go, oh, my God, I've really got to change and that will do it. Or you might have a heart attack and then you will, you know, be kicked in the butt to change your behavior. Um, but uh, the exercise that we do is basically really it's it's a heartfelt exercise of thinking about what your future life is going to be like based mm-hmm. on the behavior that you have now, based on how much, how far have you aged in the last 10 years? And if you decline, because typically it is a decline in, in the next 10 years that far, and then in the next 10 years that far, where will you be when you're 80 or when you're 90? Mm-hmm. So the object is to go through and really, truly heartfelt, sit down, meditate, close your eyes, breathe in, breathe out, and think about what your life is going to be like, all the different aspects of your life, whether it's your family or whether it's your love life or your spiritual life or your travel life or your career life, whatever Mm. your life is going to be in those different categories in the decades to come. So Mm. if you're in your 50s now, you think about the rest of the 50s, and then you go into the 60s and really, really think about what is life, what what am I going to be like in my 60s? And what am I going to be like in my 70s? Yeah. You know, and people always say, and I go 80s, 90s, and 100s, and people go, oh, my God, I don't want to live past 85. And it's like, well, what if the way you feel today is pretty much the way you feel when you're 85? Yes. You know, and that is what is possible. And let me add to what you just said, because as you were talking, all I could think about was this. There is an incredible series, a documentary on television um, created by Dan Buettner. Dan Buettner wrote Blue Zones. And Mm -hmm. Blue Zones, right, Blue Zones, what he did is he traveled to five, he found five places on the planet where people live the longest and are the healthiest and happiest. 
And he took it further and did a documentary. I think it's it's on PBS or one of the stations. And I watched them all. And it's just remarkable how these how people are. And we're talking about centenarians now that are oh, healthy, yeah. they're strong, they're happy, they're lifting weights. And but a lot of it is we have to remember they live in rural communities. They're eating right off of the land, right, right from their gardens. They have families that they've been with from cradle to grave. You know, so they've been with the same people. Um, they they do a lot of breathing. They and and it also talked about how they don't exercise in the gym the way we do, but we're, they're on their feet all the time. They're gardening, and the ones that live in higher elevations where they have to walk up hills, they even mm-hmm. have an easier time because they have the air that's uh, that's pure more pure, but it's also walking in that elevation. So they're getting more exercise. So it was just remarkable. And in each of the blue zones, he talked about what people did. Some talked about music, talked about laughter, but what really struck me was the food and the, and, and the, the movement and the camaraderie with these people, how they're just so close and, and it's there. It's there. Well, it's remarkable. Yeah. And and also it's uh, in those series, I've seen them as well. It's the community. Yes. And and it's the expectation. You know, there there are are different kinds of aging that I discuss in my book. And one of them is social aging. You know, it's like, what is the expectation of what your life should be like when you're 100? Well, if you're living in a community where everybody else is healthy at 100, well, then you would expect to be healthy at 100. Exactly. Exactly. The other thing that that Butner did that I thought was interesting, and you might have seen it, is he decided to create a community here in the States, I think near and near a city. It's Loma Linda, California. Right. But that was one of them. But then I think he tried to create a blue zone near another city and actually went in and and they found tremendous results where they actually created a community where they did all these things. Mm-hmm. And it was it was remarkable, but yeah. I, and, and that proves your point of you know yes you can do it, but it it's also a mindset, you know mm-hmm. I think don't you think Elizabeth it's a mindset without question. I mean I knew I knew when I was thirty years old because I remember it vividly that I wanted to live to a hundred. I remember I remember the whole scene, and in those days going back a few decades here. In those days, the people you looked at were the Hunzes. We don't look at the Hunzes as much anymore, but they were the ones that were living to over 100. And I remember reading that book and saying, whatever I have to do, I'm going to do it. And I really committed my life to, you know, whether it's exercise or or eating well or whatever it is that really can help you live longer. And it's helped me. I mean, certainly, you know, I still have different things and aches and pains, but it has really, really made a huge difference. Well, and it's, it's also, it's your vivacity, you know, it's, it's, it's out and knowing you as, as I have for all these years, you're a vivacious person. When you walk into a room, you have an energy about you. And if I may say for your age, you know, which is remarkable. And you, when you meet other people who are your age, they don't compare. And the same thing happens with me. And, uh, you know, when I go and and people find out how old I am, it's like, oh, my God, really? 
And it's, it's, but it's, well, but but that brings me up to another point, Elizabeth, that I want to talk about, and then we'll go to break is that's the problem in our culture. We have an expectation, don't we? That, oh, you're only going to live to a certain age. You know, women will live till 85 men, maybe 75 or 80, whatever the statistic is. And so now we've created ageism, right? And so it's like, well, you know, you're over 70. I can't hire you. So what if you're vivacious and young looking to do the job? I can get somebody 20 years younger who might stay longer than you. But in today's stage, we don't even stay that long, even right. when we're younger, right? We don't have the 30 years that we had before of staying in one job. So right. it's it's really something we have to look at. And I think as now we have our medical breakthroughs, right, and our technological breakthroughs, I think we will have more of a sense of, yes, I can. Yes, mm-hmm. I can as I get older. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's... I was just listening to something this morning. There's a documentary series that I'm watching called Ageless. And this woman is talking about quantum medicine, where finally Western medicine is looking outside of the box for other ways to help offset all the disease and injury, not injury, but, you know, illnesses that happen. Right. All right. Now, on that note, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Elizabeth about exercise and we'll talk about diet and nutrition as well. Elizabeth Finney's brand new book is Thrive to 95 and Beyond, Taking Control of Your Aging Journey. And you can log on to, what is the website? Thrive to 95.com. Thrive to 95.com. All right, you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host, keynote speaker, and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now, she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Get Unchained. Tune in every Wednesday for Unchained TV on the Voice America Variety Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and the founder of the Unchained TV free streaming network, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Unchained TV, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. 
You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hey, everyone, and we are back. And my guest is Elizabeth Finney, and she is the author of the brand new book, Thrive to 95 and Beyond, Taking Control of Your Aging Journey. Elizabeth Finney is a professional certified personal trainer with the American Council on Exercise. She holds specialty certifications in fitness, nutrition, weight management, and older adult fitness. She has been an affiliate member of the American College of Sports Medicine for more than 20 years. Her passion is to teach people how to create and successfully implement a plan for their physical retirement, just as they plan for their fiscal retirement. I love that. I love that, um, Elizabeth, right? you say physical retirement, because we're not really retiring, we're revamping. Right, so, right. Let's talk first about exercise okay. and how important that is and why. Okay. Um, well, my my big push whenever starting to talk about exercise is to understand what exercise is. Um. Because people consider, um, let's see, when they do sports, okay, if they go out and play basketball or they go skiing or something, that that's exercise, which it is. But keep in mind that kind of exercise takes from your body. You are using your body to perform a certain task for an, another, um, you know, for an outcome, which is having fun. Um, and or then playing a sport, or it might be your profession. Correct. Or it might be your profession or, um, or you go gardening, you know, you garden and you're using your body for the betterment of the garden. But in, in my, I like to say that exercise is a gift because when you do strength training, the only reason to do strength training is to give back to your body and make your body stronger. You're not using your body for anything except to get stronger. So you're, it's really a gift. Um, same thing with taking a walk, especially a walk in nature, because then your mind gets to quiet as well as your body gets to move. Um, Zumba, for instance, um, or even running, not really, because now you're using your body for an exertive form of exercise. What about dancing? Uh, I would say, you know, dancing is fun. So I think that's a, a wonderful marriage, if you will, between, between, and it, it is, I think exercise is like kind of the body. You don't dance to, to do exercise. You dance to have fun. And so you use your body for dancing. So I would still say that, yeah, that's, that's using the body. Um, but it's not a bad thing if in fact you strength train first. And that's, that's my big point is that strength train first, always, and have a program of strength training to get your body strong. It, with Bodspear, the meditative strength training program that I've created, it's strengthening, stretching, balancing, and breathing. So you, you are exercising your body, you're getting it stronger, and you're stretching it out. And you're strengthening, and you're stretching, and you're strengthening, and you're stretching. Because you need your body's strength and flexibility in order to do everything you want to do, especially something like dancing. So the... The bottom line is to understand that exercising is fabulous. Going out and playing pickleball or paddle tennis is great. As long as you've strength trained first and your muscles are strong enough. Because what's happened, this is an interesting statistic. Since pickleball 
has been such a you know rave yes. especially older adults people over 60 the artificial joint business has gone up 62% really Yes, really? because so many people are just going out and figuring, well, I used to play tennis 20 years ago. I can play pickleball. And they might start a little slow, but they keep going, but they have not strengthened their muscles. And if they have not done strength training, then those legs, those thighs don't have any more strength than they had when they were in their 30s because your muscles atrophy a half a pound a year. Wow. So between 30 and 60, you've lost 15 pounds of muscle mass. You might weigh the same because you're, you might've gained fat. So your body weight is the same, but if you don't strength train, then your muscles aren't, aren't strong enough to help accommodate what you're doing. And the thing is, is that because your mind is, is into this, your body's going to do anything that you tell it to do. It's, or that you demand it to do, it will try desperately. So the joints are, are take over. Because if you want to reach that ball, you're going to run to get that ball and your mm-hmm. knees and your feet and your ankles are all going to go for it and your arm and your shoulder and everything is going to be into it to get it. But the problem is, is you're using your joints and not your muscles. All right. I have a question. Sure. Going to the gym and mm-hmm. working out on weights, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying, and I'm talking about working on weights, n- not to bulk up, but, you know, kind of as flexibility and strength. Mm-hmm. How important is that? A number one, most important thing that you do for anything. I mean, I shouldn't say for anything. Um, as far as physicality is concerned, right. the best thing you can do is strength training. And and let me say this, um, because that's one of the things I do um, a couple times a week or three times a week when I go to the gym. But what I do, which I think is along the lines of what you, what you were talking about, I'm not doing this. I'm not lifting, you know, to bulk up or to be a bodybuilder. I'm lifting actually for the stretch of it, right? And for the flexibility of it. So I lift longer and, and I've, I've, I've interviewed people who are exercise professionals who will tell you, no, you should do shorter and harder. I don't do that. I do longer, a little bit slower, and I can do them all. I'm not huffing and puffing at the end, but I feel it. Right. And I find that it just, it just, it's like, I feel like, Woo, my shoulders now have moved. I mean, there, there's a great sensation, but it's not this, oh, oh, at the end. Well, well, the bod spear, right? The meditative strength training that I've connected, created is it's strength training and rhythm with your breathing. Interesting. Okay. So you exert during your exhale, as opposed to exhaling during your exertion, which is what strength training or any, any personal trainer will tell you that. Those are the rules. You always exhale during exertion. But with bod spear, first you breathe. And then you exert during your exhale. So you take long, deep breaths. So you have you release on the inhale. So you have a slow inhale, the full duration of your inhale, whatever that might be. And then you have the exertion during the full duration of your exhale. So with that, everything slows down. Hmm. And you're still so keeping you're breathing a rhythm. in. You're breathing in while you're doing the exercise. While yeah. you're releasing the the weight. When you you're release inhaling the during it's exhale exertion exhale exertion x x mm-hmm. always. Mm-hmm. Um, but first you're exhaling and then you're exerting during the exhale. Yes. And so what that does is when you slow things down, then you don't need such a heavy weight. And because and first of all, 
as a woman, you cannot bulk up, period. I mean, you really, unless you are, you know, doing your, like you're saying, the weight's so heavy that you can barely lift it. Or, or, you're, or you're a professional bodybuilder, and that's what right, you want. Right, of course, that's of course. Different. Right, and you're also dieting accordingly and maybe even taking some, some supplements to help make that happen. But for, you know, your audience most likely, that's not, that's not the case. They want to just get stronger, and that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And so, and, but you want to stretch after every time you exert and do an individual, you know, set of bicep curls and you want to stretch the bicep and go back and forth that way. So you maintain your flexibility while you're also gaining strength. Hmm. And, and how do you suggest that people motivate themselves to go to the gym or work out on weights when they want to do it? And after they do it, they feel really great. They'll tell you that. I'm mm-hmm. so glad I did it, but boy, it was hard to get in here. Any suggestions or tips? Well, I've <laughs> I've even started with clients where um, they live near a gym, so that was good. So they joined the gym, and the first week we started the first day, just drive to the gym, and don't even get out of the car. Just drive there, and on your schedule, get a schedule that's going to work, and then turn around and go home. And then the next day or two days later, drive to the gym and get out and go in and take a look, get back in the car and go home. Some people have even started with just get up in the morning and put your workout clothes on and then clean the kitchen, do your thing and then take them off. It's, it's behavior modification is what it is. Has that that worked for your clients? Absolutely. Absolutely. And and then eventually they go in for like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Or like when they finally go in, they go in just right. for a few minutes. Yeah. I mean, typically, I mean, I've showed them a routine too. I mean, that's, you know, they know what they're going to do when they get there. Um, or people who are live far away, then they have to, you know, work with a trainer there. And always, if you haven't done strength training before and you can get to a gym, I strongly suggest use the machines first. Because what the machines will do, you can't make a mistake with a machine. You can make a mistake and hurt yourself with weights if you don't know what you're doing. But the machines are all set up so that, you know, you move the exact same way every time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and again, so you can't really hurt yourself. And somebody will help you with that. But it's, it's, that'll get you a great start. And that'll get you into what you were talking about, the feeling better. Now you want to go back. Now you want to learn more. And it will take you, it, it can take you know, when, once you start being regular, it'll take you a good two to three weeks, a month. And all of a sudden you're going, oh my God, I had clients who took my class twice a week. And after a month, one was like, oh my God, I went skiing. I can't believe it. I could keep up with the kids. And that was after one month. Isn't that you great? know, so she was thrilled. another, another client who said, I can't believe it. I've been horseback riding for 10 years. And I got back up on a horse you know, after like it was, I guess she was in the program for like two months. She said it didn't hurt afterwards. Isn't that great? So it's, yeah. So it's, it's in it, it will sneak up on you. And then all of a sudden certain things, it'll be all, you drop something on the floor, you bend over and pick it up and you go, Whoa, that was easy. Or you have to get down on the floor and get back up and how much easier it is. So, at, cause as we age, it's as much flexibility as it is strength. Yes. But you got to right. get strong first. And on that note, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and talk to Elizabeth. We've talked about exercise. We've talked about motivation. 
going to talk about stress. And there's been a lot of stress with COVID and even post-COVID. How does that play in controlling how we age? So we're going to talk about that next, and we'll also get into diet as well. Elizabeth Finney is the author of the book, Thrive to 95 and Beyond, Taking Control of Your Aging Journey. And what's the website again? Thrive to 95.com. Perfect. All right. Stay tuned, folks. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice, and we'll be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. The boroughs are New York City. The burbs are everywhere else. Real estate is the ultimate game of risk and reward. It's the biggest investment most people ever make. Fortunes are made over a lifetime and lost in a day. And we're not playing with Monopoly money. How do you stay ahead? Who's buying? Who's selling? And why? What do they know? We want the truth. You need an edge. Burrows and Burbs is your secret weapon to giving you the insider knowledge and strategies you need to succeed in the high-stakes world of real estate. From Palm Beach to Palm Springs, Manhattan to Malibu, we press the experts to expose the pain, find the deals, and occasionally predict the future. That's Burrows and Burbs, 3 o'clock Eastern, noon Pacific, because everyone can make money in real estate. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business, and the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Klass. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The soul of enterprise is heard live every Friday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Variety Channel. On Next at the Mic Radio, Voice America producer and host Bonnie D invites you to eavesdrop on her live unscripted conversations with Voice America's longtime new and upcoming hosts. Tune in as she uncovers what makes them tick, where they find their inspiration, how they define success, handle challenges, and more to inspire you to think out of the box and find your own mic. Enjoy Bonnie D's always lively spotlight conversations on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time. 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Ooh, how those lips can talk. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com are listening to the Patricia Raskin show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin show. Hi everyone and we are back. We are talking to Elizabeth Finney, author of Thrive to 95 and Beyond, Taking Control of Your Aging Journey. Elizabeth Finney specializes in inspiring women to recognize the control they have over their aging and how to better understand the mind-body partnership that we all have. She created Bod Spear Meditative Strength Training for Fitness After 45, and she's been an ACE, which is the American Council on Exercise, certified personal trainer since 2000. She holds a specialty certification in ACE for fitness nutrition, older adult fitness, and weight management. 
Elizabeth is a longstanding associate member of the American College of Sports Medicine. And welcome back, Elizabeth. Thank you, Patricia. All right. I want to read something that you've written that I love. So I'm going to read. This is Elizabeth Finney now. This is your quote. My main message is for people to realize how much power, control, and responsibility that we each have for how we age. Power with the decisions we make, control with the daily behavior we choose, and responsibility for maintaining our independence for our entire lives so that we don't interfere and impose our disabilities on others. Elizabeth Finney. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like to comment about that quote? <laughs> Would I ever? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I guess um, my experience as we all grow um, was moving in to my mother's home in 2008 when she was 85 years old to help for the next couple of years, figuring that that's all it would be and ended up staying there for 13 years um, until she finally passed at 98. And of course, I was more than happy to be there. I was the only one around to be there. And um, but it was it also it took a chunk out of my life. And it literally postponed my career a good 10 years because I couldn't move forward with everything I wanted to do. And so that really hit home for me that I, I am healthy and I am agile. And the idea of doing that to my children is overwhelming to me. And my daughters are very aware that that ain't going to happen. Um, and so that's another reason why I do what I do is I don't want to impose on this is my life and this is my responsibility. And I don't want to, when there are things that I can do to prevent that and to prevent my, my inabilities to do things, then my God, of course I'm going to do them. Well, so. and it's more than that, because it's, it's, yes, of course, we don't want to be burdens on our children and our family members, but we also want to be active and stay healthy so we can do more. Right, exactly. And enjoy our lives and, and be vital to the community and stuff like that. Well, yeah. Let's talk about something that um, can harm that or can affect that. And that is stress. So let's talk about controlling stress as we age. You know, some people say, oh, as you get older, it's much easier. You're retired. You don't have as much stress. But that's not necessarily true. So talk about that. Um, yeah, it's it's not true. Um, well, in the chapter title is one of my favorites. It's called Stress the Silent Saboteur. Because you could be having your diet, you could change your diet completely, and now you're eating as healthy as you can. You could be exercising on a regular basis. You could be hydrating well. You can be sleeping well. You can even be meditating. Well, maybe not meditating, but sleeping well, and uh, which is wonderful. But if you don't handle your stress, you are still going to, your aging is still going to continue. Um, and and so at a rapid pace. Big stressors are, right, death. Divorce. Well, uh, actually, health, when your finances, older, finances definitely, but also when people in their eighties are more afraid of falling than they are of dying. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a gross generalization, and, but and that's because we have less fluid, correct, as we get older in terms of balance. Oh, not necessarily, because you can keep your hydration up. No, it's agility. Again, it goes back to strength training. If you are stronger and more flexible, when you trip, you don't necessarily fall. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the stronger you are and, you know, when you do everything you're supposed to do, right, um, then you have more control over your body. And so there's no reason for, or if you do fall, you're not going to break anything and you can just get back up. 
Okay. You know, I, I took a fall um, last March. I was in California. I took a fall that was really bad. I mean, really bad. And actually, this is the, in the introduction to my book. And I tore muscle tissue all over one of my legs. I fractured an ankle. I tore tissue um, in my torso. And I was a mess. I couldn't, couldn't roll over in bed. It hurt so much. And within one month, because I do everything that I do do to take care of myself, I was able to take a four-mile walk throughout Washington, D.C. So my body had basically healed itself within a month because I am so healthy. And that's not a brag point. That's a reality point. It's the fact that because I eat so well and I exercise regularly and I'm flexible and my body responds because it has a lot to work with. It doesn't have junk food. It doesn't have sugar. It doesn't have chemicals. It doesn't have all the other stuff that are going to slow down your healing process. So, um, but back to stress. <laughs> so, so stress is something we, you really, really want to pay attention to. And anything can be stressful. I mean, just living with my mother, delightful lady. I adored my mother. But living in her home, taking care of her was very stressful every single day. So I had to make sure that I meditated. I had to make sure I took my walk. I had to take care of me in order for that stress not to affect me physically. And it, you know, which basically is what happened. And we see this too, it, you know, people who have stress at work or don't like their jobs. Yeah. People who yeah. again have people in the family that they're taking care of, they then become a caregiver. Or as you said, financial problems or health problems, all of that weighs on us. And I think, as you said, it's important that we take care of ourselves even more so we can be more resilient, right? Because well, and, we can't be our best self and we can't help other people. Right. Well, and keep in mind too, that our stress system. So when we get stress and cortisol is produced and released from our adrenal glands to help save us, and it's a, a do or die, or it's it's left over from caveman days where we were being chased by the saber-toothed tiger and we were in fight or flight mode. Well, our bodies have not evolved past that. So when you go to work every day and you have a horrible boss and you are stressed all day every day, your body is still on fight or flight. So mm -hmm. that cortisol is pumping. And that is not a good thing. And that is not a healthy thing. And it's 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 really aging you very, very much quicker than you need. Right, than because you don't have a relief. There's no relief. Correct. Whereas right. usually yeah. the adrenal glands, the cortisol will stop because now the stress is over. But exactly. if you're back in the same situation day after day after day, the cortisol stays there. And as you said, that's where yeah. the damage can happen. Right. Yeah. So what are some things I think you talked about? Certainly exercise eating well, meditating, having a support system. What do you say about food? <laughs> um, let food be thy medicine, right? As Hippocrates said. Um, yeah, food. Um, my big question to people is, if you are not eating organic food, you really want to ask yourself why. And why do you think that your body is capable of detoxifying with all the pesticides that you put in your body if you're not eating organic food. And yes, I know organic food is more expensive, but I bet that I could go grocery shopping with anybody and pull out two or three items out of that cart that aren't necessary that would therefore pay for the additional price of the organic food. 
And our society in the United States is based on supply and demand. So if more of us demand or more organic, guess what? More organic will be grown. Of course, we're lucky in Rhode Island. I mean, I've got I've got, you know, several organic farms around the corner. I even I could have organic beef if I ate beef. I could have organic chicken. I could organic pig. I could have organic everything and obviously vegetables. Um, but that would be my a number one thing if you're going to change anything in your diet. Otherwise, as far as food elimination, if you have a weight issue, if you stop eating anything white, take away white stuff, things made with white flour or white potatoes and um, or even a white rice. If you eat brown rice, long grain brown rice, that's OK, but not white rice, um, because your body, when you eat white things or it's it's they are simple carbohydrates so you might as well be eating sugar your body does not know it is any different than having a teaspoon of sugar or a tablespoon of sugar and but it so that metabolizes quickly though does it it metabolizes quickly but if you have you have to understand how much sugar people eat i mean it's it when you read the label and it says that something has 36 grams of sugar well you need to do the math because there are four grams is one teaspoon. So in 36 grams is nine teaspoons. Well, there were three teaspoons and a tablespoon. That's three tablespoons, which is one and a half ounces in this one bottle of whatever you're drinking. So in one and a half ounces of straight sugar is a lot of sugar. So, and sugar turns into fat. If you do not metabolize it, it turns into fat. And that's obviously a problem. So true. Yeah. Right. Well, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Elizabeth more about, um, we've talked about strength and flexibility. We're going to talk about breath and hydration too. Um, you know, there are different theories about how much water you should you drink, how hydrated should you be. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about breath. And just in general, what are some general things we do if we're just starting out on this path of um, of health and wellness what are some basic things we can do to start, right? So, and again, Elizabeth, uh, your book then is Thrive to 95 and Beyond. Mm-hmm. And the website is thrive to 95.com to get the book. Thrive to 95.com. Okay. And let me share a little bit more about Elizabeth before we take a break. Elizabeth Finney is a certified personal trainer with the American Council on Exercise. She holds specialty certifications in fitness nutrition, weight management, and older adult fitness. She's been an affiliate member with the American College of Sports Medicine for more than 20 years, and her passion is to teach people how to create successfully implementing plans for their physical retirement, just as they plan for their fiscal retirement. Stay tuned, folks. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. We'll be right back. Birdie told me Voice America is on X. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Did you know that the quality of our daily lives is directly influenced by the design of our built environment? Our homes, our work, the way we move, and where we play are all shaped by the design of our cities. This thought-provoking new show from architect, urban designer, and educator, Carrie Pennebod, examines the complex forces that shape the making of our physical world. 
lively conversations with leading experts in a variety of fields engage some of the greatest challenges facing our cities today, including climate change, affordable housing, embedded technologies, infrastructure design, architecture and the arts, urban policy, social mobility, and much, much more. Tune in every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time, so that together we can design a better world. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. You are listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. We're talking to Elizabeth Finney, who's the author of Thrive to 95 and Beyond, Taking Control of Your Aging Journey. So welcome back, Elizabeth. All right, tell us a little more about your book, and then we'll go into breathing and hydration. Well, my book is a true labor of love. Um, that took me much longer than I wanted to write, but um, it came out exactly the way that I wanted it to come out. Um, it a lot of it is is based on my personal journey over the last twenty years. I started exercising when I was forty five, and um, because I re- I had a baby at forty, and I realized if I wanted to be fit, if she waited till forty to have a baby, then I'd be eighty, and I wanted to be around and healthy and vibrant. So, um, so that's when I started to work out. And so my, as far as the book is concerned, I, I started, I attended a lot of conferences, you know, around starting around 13 years ago. And after doing that for three or four years, I thought, you know, I really need to write a book and tell it from the whole aging thing. Cause at that point there weren't really many aging books out there, if you will. And, um, and I wanted to talk about thriving, you know, to, you know, as you're in your later years, not just having a better quote unquote quality of life, but I'm talking about thriving and being vibrant in your eighties and nineties and not having 80 be old anymore. I, you know, I'm my, my, I, my death age is 104. That's my target. Like you said, you wanted to live to be a hundred minus 104. And, um, so I really, 
that's when I knew that I had to put a lot of, and I learned so much in the last, you know, now it's 23 coming up to 24 years of being in the fitness business. Um, and I've just learned a lot and I, it's a different perspective. Like I mentioned, it's a mind, body, spirit approach. It's not really hardcore black and white. You have to do this. It's more about opening up and, um, and feeling the energy in your body and recognizing the communications from your body and, you know, and also the spirituality of your future, you know, and how you feel about your essence. And how do people um, get your book, Elizabeth? I'm sorry. How do people re- get your book? Um, well, fitnessafter45.com is my website and they can, they can learn more about me and, um, and the other programs that I have to offer. And you can get the book right there as well. Okay. Well, that's a fascinating story about how you, your process of writing the book and, you know, and it being a labor of love. Let's talk about, um, hydration and breathing. They seem different, but they're both very vital. So talk Mm. about those. Well, um, hydration, I found out has, you know, is really key. Um, and it's not about drinking your eight glasses of water a day. It's about finding out what your body requires. Remember that when you drink water, it starts to get into your system in your mouth. It goes through the tissue in your mouth and gets into your system right away. When you have a drink, whether it's coffee, tea, soda, I don't know, a martini, whatever, because it's a, has a food substance or some other chemical substance in it, like soda is all chemicals, that goes into your system and it has to be digested. And then it goes through the intestines and then it goes into the body. So it behooves you to, yes, drink drinks, but also drink water. And the easiest way to see if you um, have enough hydration in your system is to just, every time you urinate, look at the color of your, of your urine. And if it's dark, you're not hydrated enough. It's really quite simple. If it's too light, it's t- you're too hydrated. So you want to um, you want to make sure that you have enough. I started out with glass bottles, my apple cider vinegar bottles. I cleaned them out, and I started. I put four on the counter in the day, and by the end of the day, you know, I drink one for four hours, two for four hours, you know, and in a sixteen hour period, I had gone through all the bottles, and that was my way, which helped regulated me. Now I don't need that anymore, and I just you know pretty much drink all day, and I have coffee. You know, typically I'll have a cup of coffee a day. I might have a glass of wine. And do you think it varies depending on the person? Not everybody requires the same amount. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it depends also on, um, it can depend on your weight. It can depend on, you know, do you retain water? And is that an issue for you? Um, And do you have high blood pressure? Are you, you know, are you, or do you, um, you know, do you avoid salt? You know, which if you have a regular amount of salt in your food, that's going to make a difference. So it's really, yes, everybody is different and you have to find out what's right for you. And when it's, but you don't want to eat, drink everything by noon and then not have anything the rest of the day. That's not the point. You want to really spread it out and make sure that you are constantly hydrated. That's why. I think that's another point you're making is moderation. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, I think a lot of us don't do the moderation. It's like, well, I'm just going to eat one meal a day and I'll be fine. And then I'll just starve until my next meal at, at dinner right. or breakfast. And, yeah. I think, you know, you're talking about moderation. You know, you want a little sugar, have a little sugar, but not, you know, six ounces. So, well, yeah. Well, and you also, um, but, but when I, when, if people have a, um, an eating problem, 
if they if they are not eating good foods and they need to get off the good food. I have in the book, I have a huge chart about how to eliminate certain food from your from your life and literally from your life. Because yes, I agree with you, moderation is 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 better, but I mean is is can be used too, depending on, you know, someone like you or like me. Yeah. I mean, last night we went out, had a birthday cake. You bet I had a bite, you know, but I would never ever order a piece of cake, but we're way past that. But people who need to lose weight, it really is, uh, you know, any more than an alcoholic can pick up another drink. You really can't have, once you eliminate a certain food, sugar food from your life, you really want to keep it away for years, perhaps, before you go back to it. And that's until you lose the weight you want to lose, till your body is in shape, until your strength is up and all these other things are, are taken care of and you're in good shape, well then, yeah, have a bite of cake. Don't eat the whole piece, but have a bite. Yeah. And again, I think as you're saying, people have to moderate according to what their body says, right? Some mm-hmm. people can have two bites or three bites. Some people can have one. It, it You get to know your body more and more. Also too, don't you think when you get off of a certain food that isn't helping you, if you get off of it long enough and you try to go back on it bothers you. Your body gets, oh, oh, I don't like this. Right. And there, and that's part of the listening to the body, right? right. If all of a sudden uh, you eliminate a food. All right. We've got three minutes left. So let's talk a little bit about breathing. And then, okay. and we did talk about breathing in terms of exercise, but talk mm-hmm. about breathing and then want to do a summary of kind of Elizabeth's, uh, <laughs> you know, how to's. How to's. Well, uh, breathing, here's, here's a how to with breathing. Um, deep breathing is a very effective way to calm stress. And I have now changed my my morning meditation now is with deep breathing, with long, slow inhales and slow resistance breathing, you know, like you purse your lips, like you're blowing blowing out through a straw on the exhale. And I do 22 breaths and it usually takes me 17 or 18 minutes. So that's how long and slow the breath is. It's like 45 seconds of breath. And what that does is it really slows down your parasympathetic nervous system, which makes you relax and your body be at ease. So breathing is very important. And I, I, at night, I mouth tape. I tape my mouth shut. So I do nasal breathing. And I talk about that. Well, all this stuff I talk about in the book. Nasal breathing also is very good because it's a slower passage for the air to pass through. So you automatically slow down with your breathing, which again helps, which strengthens your immune system. I mean, there's a ton of benefits. All right. We've got one minute left. So in a sentence or two, what would you like to leave our listeners with? Strength train first under all circumstances, strength train first and eat organic and all organic with anything that you, that you eat and listen to your body with what it has, what it can t- handle and what it can't handle. And the reason for the organic is the pesticides. Correct. That's- Correct. It's right. just poison. And, and it's, um, the website is thrive95.com. To get the book. And my website is fitnessafter45.com. Okay. Elizabeth, thank you so much. It was so wonderful. Thank Great you. All right. Oh, Stay treat. in the line for a minute. Thank okay. you. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. If you've thought about doing your own podcast, you want to get your positive message out. I've interviewed over 5,000 guest experts, and I'd love to help you. So contact me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com. You can find me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. And also, you can write to me to get a copy of my newsletter every month, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. 
Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.